If you have a podcast, you likely know how much effort goes into the bare minimum of podcast production. Whether you're ready to step up your podcasting game, you're considering outsourcing, or you're just curious to learn more about the behind the scenes of a podcast, we're diving into those details on this episode. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Clocking In Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and professionals making their way in the working world. I'm your host, Haley Gaffin. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Gaffin Creative, a podcast production company for creative entrepreneurs. Learn more about our services at gaffincreative.com. Plus, you'll also find resources, show notes, and more for the Clocking In podcast. So let's clock in and get to work. If you have a podcast or recently launched a podcast, let me first say congrats. The getting started part of podcasting is probably the hardest, at least in my experience, it's where most people struggle. Now, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, welcome to the party. We're glad to have you. Podcasting can be as easy or as complicated as you want to make it. Honestly, if I were to list out all of the services that I offer my clients and tell you that as a podcast host, you need to be doing it, it would feel overly complicated to someone who doesn't do this every single week for multiple clients. If you're DIYing it or planning to start out by DIYing it, I'd honestly tell you to start simple because I don't want you to burn out. If you're planning on outsourcing the work, I always recommend doing a lot more than the bare minimum, but that's because a podcast producer is managing it and is not going to get overwhelmed because they're used to it. So let's talk about what goes into podcasting that isn't necessarily talked about on podcasts. People want to start podcasts all the time, which for me is awesome. I love seeing new podcasts pop up. I love consulting on them and I love producing them. There is so much that goes on behind the scenes or potentially could go on behind the scenes. So let me walk you through what I and my clients do on a per episode basis for their podcast to give you an idea of what you could be doing on your future podcasts. For some of my clients, we plan out quarterly content. We're deciding on what topics we wanna produce, creating an SEO plan, and developing a marketing strategy for those episodes. After we've locked in the content, that's when the detailed work begins. And if you're interested in learning more about search engine optimization and how you can use your podcasts in your SEO strategy, make sure you head back to my last two episodes, which I'll link in the show notes. So my clients are responsible for outlining and recording their solo shows and guest interviews. For some of them, I'm helping with podcast guest management and coordination. Once they've recorded, then the responsibilities fall on me, which include editing the episode with intros, outros, and ads, the episode description, writing show notes and pulling quotes for promotions. Then I run it through an episode transcription service because we want to use that for accessibility and search engine optimization. I also create graphics for the blog, social media, the newsletter, and for the guests to promote on their own channels as well. Then there's also scheduling the episode on the podcast host and the website, finalizing the metadata for search engine optimization, scheduling those graphics for social media for Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Pinterest, and then adding it to upcoming newsletters or text messaging apps. I also email the guests through that guest coordination, all of the graphics and details, and I schedule reminder emails for the day of launch to go to the guests. And on the day of launch, I'm also ensuring that the episode goes live. Now, after the episode is live, 
I'll review on a quarterly basis what we can do to improve the show or the show notes. This could mean creating category pages on the website, finding themes and episodes to pull from, and developing additional content from those episodes and more. Now, not every single podcaster takes all of these steps that I've shared. Some podcasts are simply an audio recording pushed out onto players with a one-line sentence about the episode. The reason I include so many additional components is based on strategy. I'm creating promotional materials for my podcast clients because I want them to be able to easily promote their episodes, and I also want to highly encourage show notes for more accessibility and resources for their podcast listeners, which leads to a website to house those show notes for the visibility and strategy of a search engine optimization plan. Now, there are a few other services that podcast producers like myself will manage, but the services I just listed are the main per episode services that I recommend to every podcast client. So the big question is how to know when to outsource your podcast editing and production. I am a big believer in outsourcing. My whole business model is aligned with the concept of having someone do the work that you're either not great at, don't enjoy, or just don't know how to do it. Most of my podcast clients save about 8 to 10 hours a week in the business by outsourcing their podcast production. This isn't something that they'd consider themselves an expert in, so it does take them longer to get into the groove of doing something that they don't do every day, whereas I do. And many of my clients, they are on a batch schedule, so I can batch similar tasks and complete the work even faster. So let me share three different reasons you would outsource. The first one is your business and life are just too busy for you to be spending time on something you're not necessarily getting paid to do, which we'll talk about this more in a moment. The second reason is you don't know how to edit, create beneficial show notes, design graphics and wave files, upload your show, etc. So all the things that go into podcasting, you just, you may not be familiar with. And number three, is you either don't want to do the work or you don't want to deal with the stress of adding one more thing to your plate. So if you're in a spot in your business where you want to outsource, it's time to consider the budget because outsourcing isn't free. We are trading time for money and in many cases, expertise for money. In my case, I consider myself a part of my client's team. I try to connect as much as possible with each client, get to know their brand, and put forth an effort into helping brainstorm ideas and concepts for their podcast. As a podcast manager and producer, I'm not just pushing your episodes out. I'm thinking about ways to grow your business from an outside perspective. This is where I think it's important to clarify and understand exactly what the goal of your podcast is and qualify any expenses based on that goal. For example, if you're using a podcast solely to make money through ads, brand partnerships, and listenership support, you need to determine how much you're making per episode and ensure that you can afford it based on your existing listenership. If not, that's when you need to revisit the pricing structure of your monetization. If you're using your podcast as a marketing tactic, let's take a look at what you're driving your listeners to, the value of that profit if they purchase, and how successful you anticipate to be or how well it's already doing, if you're already launched. When you're using a podcast, as a marketing tool to drive business to your brand, services, or shop, it's important to look at each of those revenue streams to ensure that they are priced appropriately to qualify paying someone for editing. For example, if you were a photographer spending $250 on Facebook ads 
to drive potential customers to booking mini sessions, and those mini sessions cost $250 each. If you were to book one mini session off of those paid ads, it would only break even for your investment. But then you are basically working for free. But if you spend $250 on ads and book 10 mini sessions from that $250 investment, then it's worth it because you spent $250 for a $2,500 return. So it's important to look at it as an advertising or marketing expense when you're using your podcast as a marketing tactic for your business. It's also important to note that if you're using your podcast as a marketing tool, then you absolutely need to be developing a strategy behind the content you're producing, the guests you bring on, and so much more. When I first started in the podcasting world, I didn't really pay attention to it, and it's something I've only recently added to my offerings for clients, but now that I'm more experienced in this space, I think having a strategy for your podcast is important, especially if you're using it to grow and promote your business or product. Now, I know that was a lot to consider, and if you're a podcaster or hopeful up-and-coming podcaster and still on the fence about outsourcing or bringing on a podcast producer and editor, I'd love to jump on a discovery call with you. I think it's important to have someone on your side to understand your budget, your goals, and your business, but I also believe it's important for you as a podcast host to feel comfortable with the next steps in outsourcing your podcast. To schedule a discovery call, head to gaffincreative.com slash 013, and I'll include the details on how you can set up your discovery call with me to talk all about your podcast and if outsourcing is a good fit for you. Now, if you're ready to start a podcast, I highly encourage you to do it. Podcasting is such a fun way to grow your brand and share your voice. This has been another episode of the Clocking In Podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode and more at gaffincreative.com. Thank you so much for your listenership and support. If you love this episode, I'd be so honored if you'd leave me a review in the Apple Podcasts app. Until next time, I'm your host, Haley Gaffin, clocking out. Thanks for sticking around to the end of the episode where you know that I cheer for a new woman every single week. This week, I'm cheering for the moms out there, especially my mom. As we wrap up Mother's Day weekend, I think it's really important to highlight how much strength women have shown through motherhood.